Everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. We appreciate you listening in the past and hope you continue listening in the future. Let's get to the podcast. All right, let's get officially started. Hey, I gotta say, if that's like your CSI juice that you're having there, that's fantastic because on our last episode, Ryan pointed out exactly where game day was going to get set up by merely looking at one photo on one tweet, and he was absolutely right. So hats off to David Caruso over here yeah. putting on his sunglasses about to solve crimes. Is, is that how you ended up with behind-the-scenes VIP access is because you knew exactly where it was going to be? No, SDSU owes me nothing. <laughs> no, I got a good hookup from some previous business. But uh, no, in, in all actuality... Looking at that picture and kind of making that joke, it's, I wonder if they did it on purpose because they announced it the next day. But to be all honest, that was a awesome spot. The camera off the Camp Neil looked great. The overheads from ESPN. Um, and the, it was just really cool. Where I sat was actually right directly behind the stage. So we had interaction with uh, Herb Street, Corso, uh, all of the staff was walking back and forth. Uh, uh, Pat McAfee was like right there. I mean, Did you I, get a picture with him? I saw I, you guys got pictures with pretty much everybody else. But. McAfee is the funniest dude because everybody else, like Reese Davis, would walk out of his way and say, "Hey, how is everybody doing? Uh, you know, you guys enjoying your morning? You staying warm?" McAfee rolled in like a tumbleweed on fire. Um, he was all about taking people's phones, asking them their name, and he'd be like, what's your name? All right, Eric. All right, this is Pat McAfee coming from beautiful South Dakota. <laughs> you know, so he would he was taking personal time. He enjoyed the day. He embraced it. Uh, you could tell Corso was cold. That guy had hand warmers falling out of everything. He's like 80-some years old, though, Oh, yeah. He? Oh, yeah. He's got to be. I mean, you couldn't tell if he was drunk or cold. But maybe it was both. I think it was both. That wind that morning was cold. <laughs> it but, was that cold. You know, we were watching. I was over at a buddy's house, Ryan McKnight, uh, Friday night. And we kind of popped up the webcam. And all we could see is iPads on the green. So we could tell. We couldn't tell what number of people were there. But we could tell that the, uh, uh, I don't know what the tweet was, the worst invasion since the Bay of Pigs <laughs> from the, the hairy cows from up north came down. But, I mean, I... We showed up at 5 o'clock that morning, 5.30, got our tailgate. I headed over there, and the whole day, the whole three hours was electric. I mean, it was yeah. – it, the, the DJs in between, the constant talking from the staff, uh, they entertained for the three hours. I tell you, my knees and ankles hurt. Yeah. When, when we were there and you saw how many people were there, part of me was like, oh, I thought there would be more. But then you saw a picture up from the Campanile, and then you looked at it and said, well, maybe it wasn't that many people. But then you look at how big that space is, and then you watch it on TV and everything behind them. And it's just a sea of blue going back. Um, it was just really, really awesome. I almost got ran over by the Pat McAfee golf cart. That thing was hauling. At like t- quarter after 10 before he was going up to make the picks. But that dude, that energy, I mean, I guarantee he got another 5,000 followers on Twitter and the you know for the brand flags yellow and blue ones they're going off the shelf i we need that at our tailgate by the way we need a for the brand flag the the best part was i mean just the interaction he did jj watts tweeting like you can come start you know 
give me a speech. Uh, I forgot what band it was. You can give us uh, the crowd a pep talk before any concert we go on. I mean, what he is, he is a hundred percent real, and he has so much energy. And he showed that clip of what he did that week. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, that, that. On, a, on YouTube. His week on YouTube. Yep. He doesn't sleep, and he comes in with a hundred percent energy. And like the funny thing I said last night, we were talking. Cap and Hard put a tweet out there about the twelve minutes, and at like the ten fifty six mark. It was so loud at game day, and he looked at Herb Street and said, are you going north? And he nodded at him, and he just started digging a shovel. He goes, I'm going to bury you. Yep. <laughs> and when he said, let me apologize for my, my dumb, dumb friend, friend Kurt, yep. oh, my gosh. I go, the, it lost it. I, what really I can't wait is for, I mean, I don't want Vinatieri to retire anytime soon, but when he decides to retire, SDSU needs to invite him and McAfee come out flip a coin out in the middle of the field for whatever, you know, big game, hobo day, and just make it about those guys. Because those are the two, mm-hmm. I think, that, I mean, that truly made, I mean, Vinatieri made it happen for McAfee to come because he knew what McAfee could do. And everybody who said, oh, McAfee has no ties to South Dakota, and why would they pick him? Well, they found out why they picked him during, you know, the broadcast. Yeah. It, was, it was phenomenal. If you followed him through Barstool and uh, Barstool Heartland and what he does on his podcast or the show from 9 to 11, you, I mean, he's, it's a great, he's just all over. Yeah. And he is so much energy. I mean, he set himself up to be future college game day. Yeah. I mean, hosts. he's, yeah. Absolutely. And like he said, and I think it pays really well. I think it probably pays pretty well. <laughs> so we started our morning off at, uh, Eric was at my place at about five to five, uh, threw a few things in the trailer and then. That's right. The energy started in Sioux Falls <laughs> early that morning. Yes. Hats off to all the students who had the energy all throughout the night to be at game day and to make sure that that was a solid blue crowd in front of there. And then that energy then went to the stadium. I heard estimates of the students, just under 4,000 ticketed students. And obviously the place was full. Game day was great, a lot of energy. We had the energy in the stadium. Football game did not turn out how we would have liked it to. Uh, No, I mean, but I I just, when you take a step back, when you're starting quarterback, who is probably head and shoulders better than the other ones, gets hurt midway through the first quarter, there's not another team in the nation that would be able to handle uh, an NDSU football team and potentially win with that sort of that sort of situation staring them in the face. So you gotta you gotta give um, Kane and Nelson props for stepping in and making some plays, and you gotta give the Heidi kid who last year was playing football at YZ of Minnesota High School. Some would um, say riding a yellow bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, riding a yellow bus. Um, to step in and what what a what a phenomenal play he made when he scored the touchdown watching that defensive end crash pulling the ball out of one of the best players in the FCS out of his belly and running around the end for a touchdown it was at that point where I thought we are going to win this game well it almost happened when they tried the trick play and we got the interception there I mean you could fast forward to that last six minutes and the energy in the stadium when we got that ball on that interception with about six minutes left, I mean, it was something you, I mean, there wasn't a person. I just, I just got my voice back and we all probably don't sound like we have in the past. I don't. Because <laughs> Ryan does not. I am just getting mine back today. Sunday was a train wreck. Uh, good thing I don't sing in the choir at church. Um, 
Monday on, on any Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we have the subpar studios. We're not in the regular hair raiser yeah, we're studios. Not in hair you can hear studios. them tending to the lawn or possibly some type of fallen tree outside in the background. But um, yeah, absolutely. Everybody was up for second, third down. And yeah. Um, th- that is where this type of game and, and the whole day is what I want to see and can be possible for all the home games, specifically the Valley games. I mean, that's what you need. That's the environment that brings in, you know, brings in one more revenue, which is huge. And we'll get to a revenue comment that uh, Stig had made earlier, maybe not revenue, but money. Um, But also for an experience for a recruit to come in, I think we got two more recruits that signed up to come play at SDSU the day after. When they see that energy and they see that excitement from the fans and the students, um, and everybody in there in that that uh, sea of blue, like uh, Hendo would like to call us, the the blue ninjas. Um, that's what gets new recruits or recruits who are saying we want to come and play for SDSU in that environment. Well, and, and with that environment, I mean, you could go from basketball to cross country. There were students coming out of the way contacting coaches. I want to be there. Yeah, I mean that that stuff that Nebraska gets. Uh, sorry, Minnesota, you didn't get it this week. They went to Memphis. <laughs> They're on by this week. They're, they they well, want it. They want it when they play Penn State. Yeah, that's not gonna happen either. But uh, but I mean they're contacting these guys like I want to be a part of this. This is something that from the four year olds that were there with parents to the eighty four year olds that have been alumni for you know forever, they'll remember this day. Yeah, you know the game is a pin drop of the week and we won the week we did win the week. and it goes and, into and monday I think, and i think we're still winning some of it well we went into monday i woke, I woke up yeah. turned on uh uh golik and wingo and there's golik jr with an sdsu sweatshirt yeah, on that day. i did I, mean, I saw that too and then mcafee go back to him he was on wake up and he was no, they brought up his uh sweatshirts and lifting and i mean it was a full week of Free press yeah. for well, South Dakota State yeah. University. It helped that on Sunday, Vinatieri hit a 50-yard field goal to win a game. You know, the GOAT just doing what he does and, and winning games. And that, I mean, that plays right into it. Yep. Um, as far as the game goes, yeah, I mean, we fell a little bit short. It would be, to me, um, after listening to Stig on the radio the other night, you know, he made, he made a comment of, you know, there was 144 plays in that game. And any one of those could, plays could have had an impact. I just looked at it as run the football, kick a field goal, go up 19-16. What I noticed in an NDSU team that I haven't noticed in the past is they did not trust their quarterback to throw a football. And that was very evident on several different plays. And and that just goes to show, I mean, when they had to run a trick play and try and run a trick play to score a touchdown earlier in the game, running a trick play to get try and get a third down, that's not NDSU football. Mm-hmm. NDSU football is going to stomp it down people's throats. And that, I take that back to our defensive line and our offensive line are now at the same caliber as NDSU, and I don't think they really knew how to handle that. And you have to give a lot of props to all the coaches in recruiting, but especially Dan Jackson, who has done an awesome job of, of changing the mentality of recruiting because we have the talent there now in every position, I think, to win a championship. Yep, I agree. So you talk about winning a championship. What's it look like going forward? What do we know about Jabori? I mean, what do we know about um, coming up? We should be able to go down to Missouri State and win without our starting quarterback, but Illinois State? Uh, 
I don't Northern know. Iowa, Stig, that's different. Stig, Stig mentioned on uh, the radio the other day that it, they weren't sure about Jabori. It looked serious. Um, the Heidi kid's probably going to start down at Missouri State. But now I heard today that maybe it wasn't quite as serious as they thought, and he might get him back for the playoffs. You know, it's it's all up in the air until they they something gets put out there. I haven't seen anything. Um, haven't had a chance to look more in depth. Well, the NDSU game is going to be obvious. Mental, physical letdown. I mean, you prepped your whole season for this game, to be honest. You know, you lose. Now it comes to the mentality. Yeah, which you, is you why got, having Missouri State is great because but that they're a good be, football team. But it's a game that if we just do our jobs, we you can win. Yep. And it's Missouri Valley. You can't take them lightly. No. I mean, you, this past weekend showed four plays – you can almost mark it out. Four plays can determine a game. Yes, there's 144, but, you know, this will allow whomever is going to be quarterback to take first game reps. That did not happen with whoever was there for three and a half quarters last game. Uh, you look at both offenses. They both were running uh, a lot of sweeps, a lot of dives, a lot of keepers. It was almost mirroring. Offenses were mirroring each other. I mean, it was like, yeah. all right, here's our play. We're yeah. going to run it. Here's either the dive, the give, or the keep. And, and they didn't have any sustained drives for touchdowns. No. I mean, a typical NDSU-SDSU game, they have an 11-play, 80-yard drive. For the entire quarter. For a quarter, for a touchdown. And this time, like, their one touchdown was a, was a long run. The first touchdown was a long run. Broke off, got a long run for a touchdown. Second touchdown was a uh, – we fumbled, didn't we? Didn't Cannon Nelson fumble there at the 10-yard line? And then they threw it, you know, a play action pass to Ben Ellison, I think, and, you know, touchdown there. So that wasn't like a huge, you know, long drive. And then the last touchdown, obviously, fourth and one. You're trying to stop quarterback sneak, breaks through. You see that a lot on fourth down. So Missouri State's going to allow whoever's going to be the quarterback a full game of prep. That gives another week. You go to Illinois State, that's two weeks of prep. Which is great. It's at home. Yep, and it's at home. I mean, our biggest games are going to be at home. Which is why we need the students and the fans to show up because Illinois State is just as big as the NDSU game. It's going to be both games. Both UNI is top 10 right yeah. now. Illinois State's going to be top 10. You, you got USD down there. I mean, it's the Missouri Valley's no sleeper. And the best thing is these coaches, these players know it. This is what they're built for. Now, if we can get a Jabari back in the playoffs, that changes everything. Yeah. But if he is not, this also gives us four to five weeks. Hopefully, we can get a bye for that first yeah. week. That gives you almost a full month, month and a half before it really means yeah. business. Because these guys, <laughs> we have the running game. We have the lines. We have the defense. Oh, our defense is, is maybe one of the best, if not the best in FCS. Yeah. But we went out. We're fourth seed. We're heading back to Fargo because they have the one seed. Yeah. They're, and, I mean, they're not losing. I mean, no. I mean, it's they're not. They have a very easy schedule. Well, they have this, the 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 the. Play our the strength of schedule yeah. came out. You know, I think NDSU was we were yeah. seventh. I think NDSU was tenth. Uh, who was it? Uh, Sacramento State was like yeah. one, and then all of a sudden there's Kennesaw at 110. Yeah, who is now ranked ahead of us? But yeah. our our seven is boosted by the fact we uh, uh, took the Gophers to the end of a game, and they are what six and zero. They're thirteenth, which is yeah, I mean the we nation. lost to seven, and we lost yeah. the number one team in the nation <laughs> who would beat half by fourteen points. Yeah. And we about 14 points. And had them both on the ropes. So. so you talk about player personnel. We talk about having fans in the stands, the students being there, all making a difference. 
do dollars and cents make a difference to a program? Well, Stig made a comment the other night, which I found, or the other day on Gaskin's radio show, which I found interesting, where they asked him, what's the difference between SDSU and NDSU right now? And he said, a million dollars. And they said, explain. He said, they have a million dollar bigger budget than what we have. And then he, I, don't, I think he then, I won't say backpedal, but then he explained, you know, that that the million dollars matters, but it doesn't matter um, because of what they have. But the million dollars allows them to fly to every single away football game. That is a, a flying distance. Um, it allows them to fly in re- more recruits. It allows them to fly to recruits, so it helps them with more recruiting, getting into homes. Um, I remember Stig back here a couple years ago making a comment of they bust down when we played Missouri they bust down to Missouri and the reason they bust to Missouri because they only have four games that they can fly to during the regular season and those four games that they fly to they wanted to save for conference games so it was flying to Youngstown and then you know Indiana State and the Illinois schools um and we played okay against Missouri, Missouri, but you could tell that if maybe if you fly down there as opposed to drive and sitting on a bus, that you're better off. Whereas NDSU, you know, can get on an airplane. But he did say, I mean, we have a brand new stadium. We have the best indoor practice facility in the FCS, probably even better than a majority of the, you know, lower level G5 or even all the G5 schools. So he did come back and say, you know, hey, um, but it's a budget thing and it's a money thing. And, it's a winning thing, though, yeah. too. It's a winning thing. I agree. I mean, NDSU has, I mean, you look at a decade of dominance. I mean, you look at the Patriots, and you look at NDSU and FCS. You look at Alabama and FBS. I mean, the parity isn't there what it used to be. So For some reason, NDSU has it. Patriots have it. it well, it's it's that you continue success. It's really easy to get anybody to buy in but i go back to even with ndsu i mean you're up in fargo there's no other college team up there except for ndsu and they're in sioux falls well they're basically they're, they, they are a sioux falls and you know what uh what they also have is they also had 15 national championships at d2 we won one division two playoff game well so, even stick talked about that on this uh saturday game day thing is we weren't good in, i mean we were average in d2 we got better the players that came in to, no offense but we were worse than average yeah I, yeah <laughs> i mean it was i mean it was we were average program but when the d1 hit all the players the organization the the university all said we're in and it's amazing and i put this out on a facebook post Amazing to look back 20 years to see, watch. I mean, I have a story. We were warming up, and I forgot who the kicker was. He sent it over the pine trees on the north side. There was three ball kids that went and get it, and I swear to God, only two came back. I still don't even know if that <laughs> I don't even yeah, know if that kick came back. evergreen trees. That was the big joke about SDSU back in D2 is – no matter what, we can never have a sellout because we'll just keep selling selling tickets because we have plenty of general admission. Yeah. That kid's still Forrest Gump running to the north. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where he's at. Speaking but. of Forrest Gump, did you see that baseball that baseball team? I don't know who it was where the guy dressed up as Forrest Gump and ran all the way down the baseline, jumped over the stadium and kept running. Anyways, completely off topic. Squirrel. I have, I have ADD, <laughs> but that was funny. If you haven't seen it, try and find it on Twitter. But you look back the last 20 years and the steps we've had and, you know, it is. I mean, the, the the what we're doing is NDSU and us came in at the same time. That's the measuring stick. Yeah. You know, we 
I don't know how you do it. We looked at NDSU like we want that success. Kind of like how USD came in. They're 10 years behind us. We want SDSU success. It's it's that game where you're you're trying to reach. It's I'm not saying it's jealousy. It's just you're you're embracing how successful they yeah. are. And when you're that close to knocking them off year after year, it's like at some point it's going to happen. And then all of a sudden it's going to start rolling. Yeah. Well, we also learned some ways to be successful at tailgating here More. on Saturday. So there's some tough lessons when you start out at zero dark 30. And one of them is when you tailgate, you need a flashlight. Yeah. I've or, never seen so much work get done with an iPhone and the flashlight. One, when you have a trailer, keep the trailer hooked up and the light on in said trailer. That would help. Um, yeah, hopefully we don't. I mean... We won't be allowed to tailgate that early again. But, yeah, there's a flashlight going in the pickup now but, because we need a flashlight. But credit to South Coast State University. I stayed over Friday night because I was kind of the gopher. I was going to try to get in line for you guys. I knew you guys were coming up with yeah. the, the trailer. Because one other person who was a part of our tailgate was not willing to do that. Well, you got to drive from Sioux Falls if you're committed. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> so Don't name we, names. We got up at 4.30... Got everything ready. We were out of uh, Ryan's house at, by, I think, 5.15. We took the back roads in around Camp Neal so we can get in. And they were ready. We just scanned our, our passes, our tickets. We thought there was going to be a line. Yeah. There, we thought we were going to have to wait till 6 o'clock a.m., 5.40. They're like, enjoy the game, make it a day. But that almost caused us to lose our regular tailgate spot. Well, I overpowered a guy <laughs> i went in through that flag down and said claimed <laughs> this is our spot it's like the united states landing on the moon but you know what the best part is is that those people were there that early they were excited they wanted to be there tailgating they wanted to start this 15 hour day at 6 a.m ready to roll however it is i and i don't know how the beverage containment was because we set up and i bolted to game day where they don't allow anything but i think everybody set up ready to roll and just started embracing the day i thought upd did a great job of just kind of not hassling people allowing them to have fun um they had five thousand people they were worried about they weren't worried about tailgating and 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 a lot of students and that leads to the second lesson of tailgating from the last when you start out that early your day gets longer therefore your generator needs more fuel (laughs) one and and when that when that generator went off during the pickums very, it did? The generator stops. I've never heard such cursing. They put together words that I'll never hear put together again or later. So the triggers went off and everything? Everything went down because oh. we had watched game day, came back to the tent, wanted yeah. to you know, defend ourselves against our friends from the north who might be pilfering or looking for sustenance for their yep. herd. Pil- pillaging, yes. But, yes, we're watching Pat McAfee make his picks. And it was like the state of California shutting off the power. Oh, wow. to the, people. <laughs> the curses. I've never. It was like a NASCAR pit crew, though. They got fuel into the generator, got it fired back up, got Nish Network going again, and we were ready to roll. We still got to watch. Did you get to see the picks? We, we got I, to see the second this, half of the picks. We got to see the most important pick for Pat picking the Jackrabbits. Yeah. This is brand new information. I guess I, I was, know. Yeah, this is brand. You didn't know. I didn't know. We were. I had taken my son because he showed up a little bit later, and we actually were out there watching the picks. Um, we had talked about going back. Glad we didn't now. 
Um, we talked about going back, but by the time we started navigating a few things and I had taken a few pictures, it was like, well, let's just stay here and watch. So this is brand new information. I, I didn't text even, you guys I didn't even at eleven thirty and said, "Is everything good?" At back and you're like, "Yep." <laughs> Well, everything was good at 1130. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It happened fast, but the TV got back on, everything yeah. got back on, the meat got back on, and while you can also have not enough fuel, you can never have too much bacon, because I haven't been at tailgate <laughs> where bacon was in such a put that on the pole. Can you ever can, have Can you have too much, much bacon, bacon, yes or no? Well, we can answer it 100% yeah. no. I mean, 100%. That's, that's right. Not, yeah, not I need to put down the person who said no. But yep. if you guys saw our post, we balled out for tailgating. We had 12 racks of ribs. We had... Bacon wrapped pheasant poppers. We had pulled pork. We had uh, the garlic infused sausage. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. I mean, and, and then we deviled also eggs. Wasabi yeah. deviled eggs. I didn't eggs. even see those. Oh my gosh, they were money. Uh, Eric brought some, uh, I didn't know what are those called? Like, they're taco meat. Taco pinwheels. Pinwheels. Pin, pin That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Also phenomenal. Um, but the funny part about this tailgating is everybody got done and we have our spot. We promoted, hey, if you have nowhere to go, Swing by. We're Jacks and Jacks. We're right by the restrooms. And there were so many snide remarks from NDSU fans. That per- He'll never give us a bite of his ribs. I literally cut off the rib. <laughs> I handed a tongue to them and said, enjoy. Oh, well, that was great. the confusing part. You handed a utensil. That doesn't. That's not <laughs> how they do things. <laughs> yeah, they're normally just using their hands. I mean, they don't even wipe after they poop. No, and most of their eyes. <laughs> that are made it on game day, by the way. There were so many. Not there were so, so many great signs. So many great signs. I didn't understand. I had seen the I'm 100. percent What is it? 100. I just checked rabbit. my DNA and I'm 100 percent rabbit. And I was like, huh, okay, you know. And then I listened to the Izzo or Lizzo or whatever her name song yeah. is was. Are you just and getting then caught it, up it, on that? It dawned on me. It's like Mark being like, hey, did you guys know McLemore was white? It didn't take me four years. It took me like maybe a like... A summer. Uh, no. <laughs> it took me a day. And then I heard the song and went, oh, now I get it. Well, a little local, slow. We know, Phil. We know. But, <laughs> I mean, the whole day from tailgating to the game day to, like, we went up Friday. We made it a day and a half event. It was worth it, and I, I I wish I could go up Fridays and make it a Friday Saturday deal, and make it a two day event. So say, I'm all in on Brookings. I mean, we made it out. We had to get to a fiftieth uh, birthday party Saturday night, but uh the tailgating part that was just there was so many people, there was so much food, there was just a good energy leaving up to the game. Yeah, and that's going to have a great impact on the future. I yep. mean, set the bar there. Let's not fall too far off of I it. Mean, it's not going to be game day every Saturday, but I think let's you, keep you, it where we're you at. You hope you increase uh, season ticket holders. You hope you increase, you know, just re- I mean, just regular tickets. I mean, that. And on that, I, I saw they reported today that college game day was a bit down because it's not at a large event. But there was still 1.7 million viewers. And if you guys went and back two, and... And 2 million from 10 to 11. Yeah. If you go back and watch it like I did Sunday, I watched just the SDSU parts. I kind of just went through what they were talking about. The other, There was 45 quality minutes that it was pure SDSU and them talking. Yeah. And that is pure free money yeah. in advertising Somebody, they, the school guy. Somebody had mentioned to me all of this, this three hours of 
an SDSU infomercial, basically, would be the equivalent of the men's basketball team making it to making a Final Four run. Like that's the same like exposure that they would get from this, which I which is amazing because that's a three week long thing of exposure, and they said this three hours hits more eyes than what that would. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. And well, you mentioned basketball, so as of basketball, this recording, that's, that's right. getting started tonight. Exhibition games: the women play in St. Cloud State. Men play in Mount Marty College. Hey, right around the corner, we've got dual seasons going on in November. Going to be busy. Going to be busy. Life. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, with this this podcast is not just going to be about football. We're, I mean, we're all sports. We're Our goal is to keep this rolling once a week. If you did not hear our podcast last week, because it kind of, I mean, we put it out. We did it on Tuesday. Monday. Monday. Well, we released it We put it on Monday. Yeah. Well, I put it out Monday night, but then, you know, with all the game day stuff, it kind of got buried, so... Try and find it. Um, this one will be out here pretty quick. You can hear Ryan predict the future a week ago. Yeah. What's your prediction for this week? Kind of putting you on the spot. You got to predict something. CS, well, I, CSI I, Ryan. The, the basketball teams are going to go 2-0. Oh. Hey, there yeah. you go. I like it. <laughs> and even if they don't go 2-0, oh, they're still 0-0 oh, because no, it's exhibition. So, yeah, they're going to they're gonna win the night. We're going to win Saturday. I think we'll get our bearings back. Um, figure out who this Jackrabbit football team is. Johnston has a stable of consistency. You got Hendo who's going to figure out who his yeah. guys are. If you have not met Hendo, that guy is pure excitement. Um, He's a skinny McAfee. Yeah, he is. And I'm and, <laughs> and, tall. And, and so glad that they have that. I mean, he was a good hire. And this program, anybody who thinks this program is going to go the wrong direction, uh, you're sorely misinformed. Because well, and they got wing it back. They got that. They yeah, got the wing it. Yeah. They, you know, they they have the pieces that they hoped going into this. Yeah, they got selected. I think fifth in the conference. Yeah. But you know what? The minute you start saying NDSU is going to automatically win, like an ESPN does, because they look at the March Ooh. Madness. Yeah, because who won last year in the Summit League tournament, or whoever's on top of the standings, that's going to be our our submission to March Madness. It's no joke. This the summit's going to be full out. We have a young, good team, and they're just going to ball. They're going to do well. All right, with that, hey, might uh, wrap up the podcast for this week. Yeah, all I got left is Gilbert Big. Go blue. Go Jacks. <laughs>